Hello, friends. Welcome to another season. Or, no, <laughs> I'm getting confused. <laughs> My friend Mabel and I are coming out with a podcast called Seasons of Resilience. So I was <laughs> thinking about how we introduce our podcast, saying, Welcome to another episode of Seasons of Resilience. And I got confused. So let me start over. Hi, friends. And welcome to another episode <laughs> of Not Your Average Music Therapist. Woo! That's me, and that's probably you. And today I wanted to uh, share with you a few little clips from my internship. My internship was once upon a time in the Bronx of New York City. And it was six months long. It was in hospice care. And I was, uh, I guess I must have been 22 years old. And I remember all of these firsts that I was experiencing. I remember the first times I had to walk into a room with someone who was at the end of life and how gentle I was trying to be and how cautious my steps were and how careful I was to not hit anyone with my guitar <laughs> that was on the back on my back and when I was holding it trying not to hit people with the neck of the guitar and I remember singing sweetly and softly and just trying my best to account for what was going on in the room and how I should be responding. But man, is it hard to do all of that, especially as a new professional. It's like there's like so much weight on your shoulders. Here's another one. I remember walking the streets of New York City with a guitar on my back for the first time. And what came along with that? It was like people looked at me left and right and they, they were like, you know, what is what is this girl doing? Why does she have a guitar on her back? Is she gonna is she gonna play something for us? And stepping onto the subway with a guitar on your back with all those other subway musicians who are actually playing their instrument and how that felt, that was definitely a unique experience. I remember um, the moment when I had to play piano in front of not only my supervisor because she had to, um, you know, score me and uh, it, make sure I passed my piano proficiency um, or the, the part of piano, the, the part on our internship with piano. Um, but I had to play in front of the other creative arts therapists, the other music therapists, the other music therapy interns that were there. And I had to play the piano for a full room of people for a memorial service. So piano is my weak instrument, my weaker instrument of, you know, guitar, voice, and piano. Piano is my weak one. I don't like it. I very rarely play it, especially now. And um, it was something that I had to play for my proficiency to pass my internship. 
but it it wasn't the in, it's not the instrument that I go to to make connections with my clients. So you can imagine as a young music therapist, I mean maybe you are 22 yourself playing your weak instrument, shaky and nervous, not only in front of your supervisor, but in front of a whole room of people. And it's not necessarily music therapy at this point. I am definitely performing. <laughs> so that comes with it its own with it its own anxieties, you know? And then that first time in the interdisciplinary, having the courage to stand up for music therapy and say, I think that patient you're talking about could use music therapy and here's why. That's hard to do. With all these doctors and nurses and social workers and chaplains who have been in this field for years and you're this little intern speaking up for yourself and for your patients and for a profession and not to mention a profession that is not really understood. So you're probably advocating and educating at the same time. Oof. And, um, you know, there's so many more examples that I can give and clips from internship, but I wanted to bring up all these different examples to say that it takes a lot of courage to be a music therapist. It really takes guts to be a music therapist. To be a music therapist, you have to be brave. I wish I could uh, cue the song. Um, is it Sarah Bareilles who, who sings that? I want to see you be brave or something like that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it really takes so much bravery to be a music therapist. I mean, even crafting goal, um, goals and objectives and interventions, activities, experiences for our clients and our patients and the families we work for to uh, dive into with us in this musical way so that they feel something and go through something and reach those goals that we have and that they have for themselves. That takes guts to try this whole new thing that you've never seen done before and you've never done yourself. I mean, I even think back to music school as a music therapy major, all the new things that we had to do every week. You know, singing in front of my class, playing the piano for all of my peers to hear playing the guitar in front of these doctorate-level musicians. <laughs> that takes guts. It really does. And I think we walk through our professional lives and, and go through our careers and take these jobs and hold these music therapy sessions without taking a second to realize how much it takes to do these things. It takes so much courage to walk into a quiet room of someone who is actively dying and their grieving family around them and offer some music and offer a supportive experience. 
it takes guts to have a guitar on your back. (laughs) Just that alone and walking through your facility or through the streets of New York City because someone will stop you and ask you, is that a guitar? Is that a cello? Is that a gun? (laughs) So ridiculous. I even think back to when Greg and I moved out to Minnesota. It, It was like our second week there. I had just landed a job and this job required me to drive all around the state I was living in Minneapolis and I drove, I think it was about an hour in every direction um, to see my clients on a given day. So here I am. At this point, I was 24. So a couple years later, I'm a little bit older at this point. And we moved to Minnesota Mind you, we don't know anyone from this entire state. We had no friends. We had no family there. It was a completely new state. Before, okay, this is embarrassing, but before I moved out there, I didn't even know where Minnesota was. I thought thought Minnesota came before um, Wisconsin on my drive out there. And then while we're setting up our map and, and mapping out the route, Then I realized, oh, Wisconsin is the state that comes before Minnesota, not the other way around. So I wasn't even familiar with where the state was, (laughs) let alone what was in it. So we moved to Minnesota. We're all alone. And then week two rolls around, or maybe it was week three. I don't remember. It was early on. And Greg, with his job, had to um, fly out and go to this conference. Oh, so I was left alone (laughs) in this new place all by myself, which uh, kudos to anyone who's moved to a different area by yourself. I I couldn't imagine doing that. And you seriously are courageous and you are brave and you are so strong for doing that. But I didn't feel very strong at this time. So I was by myself and Greg flew off to a conference in sunny Florida, by the way, And we are in March in one of the coldest states in the country, in Minnesota. And the day that he flew out was my first day on this new job. And I was driving all around. And I I was working every day that week. And I think maybe it was the second day I I had this job. Or maybe it was that first day. I can't remember now. But it snowed. And it snowed pretty bad. And here I am driving across the country in my car in the snow and I don't know where I'm going and there's like if I get into an accident if I slip off the road if I get lost if I have no cell reception on my phone for my maps I have no one to call like I can call Greg and he can do his best giving me directions from Florida but you know there was no one to call to help me out so that took guts that took courage. Like looking back on my past new professional uh, self, you know, I was so brave. I was so brave to take that job and start my week in a new state all by myself and drive all around the state, not knowing where I was going. 
seeing all of these new people and new patients, new clients, and providing music therapy for them. So music therapist, I hope you know how brave you are to be in this field and doing the job that you are doing. I hope you feel the great courage that it takes to do new things nearly every day, if not every week, whether it's a new song, it's a new instrument, it's a new activity or intervention, maybe it's a new client, a new, like a a different professional that you've never talked with before, like a, a new doctor or a new assistant or a new manager that you've never met or in, on any given day, we have the question, what is music therapy? And it takes some courage to go through that again, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> and to come to that question in an authentic way where we are genuine and we really care to answer the question. And for all of you new professionals going through challenges and frustrations and things that you don't understand and working with clients that you don't know how to help. You are so, so brave. You are so strong to move through the challenges that you face. And myself and all the other music therapists in the country and in the world, we support you in what you're doing and what you're going through. And I hope you know at least one music therapist, and it could be me, that you can reach out to when you don't feel so brave, but you need a little help and you need a little support to um, strengthen that courage within you. So I guess this is an episode just to um, support all of the music therapists out there and remind all of us, myself included, that being in this field is an act of courage, that we all are very, very brave. So I hope you take that message with you today in any challenge or any first moment of music therapy or any new thing that you face. I'll see you soon.